Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We are back from our summer break. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? So this is like the official start of a new year, Mike, man. This is, this is a new season. We're still sponsored by hashtag basketball.com. You can still go to draft.com and use the promo code boxes. And we got a lot to talk about. The NBA never, never ends. And, you know, free agency happens so quickly this year. Uh, there, there's still a few handful of names out there, but it, it seems like it's a little bit uh, quieter other than the, the, the giant moves. But this is... This is the new fantasy basketball season. It, it is beginning. Well, there's a handful of names out there, but is there any money out there? I don't well, think there's any money left. Well, there's no there's no money left now. Uh, after that, Zach Levine uh, got eighty million dollars. There's no there's just no money left. Worst move of the offseason. I listen. There's an issue when your franchise is getting outsmarted by the Kings. There's an there's an issue. Okay, Carfax needs to be fired. So I, I I literally saw this, you know, come down the the wire like we all do, right? And I'm like, oh my god, like that is the dumbest move the Kings could have made. Because this is what they said. This was their whole reason for not drafting Luka Doncic. Was we feel like we're set in the backcourt with the Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Sure. Like, when the hell did Zach Levine become a small forward? Because that seems like another shooting guard to me. I don't know. He might play small forward on the Bulls too. Like uh, Jerry and is Jerry and Green still on the team, or did we move him for cash? Oh, he got traded. I think we just moved him for cash consideration. <laughs> but I'm like, so I'm like, oh my god, that was the stupidest thing they could have done. Like they could have had Luka Doncic, who is are, is already a better player than Zach Levine. Hot take or not? I, I'm, I'm not, a, not a hot take. That's a very that, cold. That's a cold take that he's already much better. We could add him. Instead, they draft the trashiest Marvin Bagley, who, I mean, we're going to get to that in a future podcast, but that doesn't look good. And yeah, then, we're like, going to have uh, we're going to have rookie ranking, summer league, rookie draft stuff. Uh, that's all coming up, and uh, we got a lot of content for you. We're going to be going through the teams like we did last year, and we're also going to be uh, re-airing our top 50 retrospects so you can get a feel of what it was like at the end of last season, which was literally like a couple months ago. It wasn't even that long ago. So then I had those thoughts, and then the next one was, Chicago's definitely going to match that. Like <sighs> They are the worst team out there, aren't they? They have to be now, right? I, they're still not worse than the Knicks, but uh, that's that's borderline impossible to be worse than the Knicks. But the Kings just moved up the board above the Bulls. And no one, I didn't think that was going to be possible. But in one <laughs> afternoon, uh, the Kings moved above the Bulls as one fail swoop, as a, right? As there. a better franchise. I didn't want to talk about this, Tyler. I knew you were going to get me to talk about this. But the Bulls' Twitter had a, a lot of good takes. And I think the best take out there was if you look. And what happened? First off, Garpax was probably on 4th of July break. He wasn't even involved. He was taking a nap on the couch. Uh, he wasn't doing anything. Uh, or Gar, Gar Foreman. John Paxson, who knows where that guy was. Apparently, uh, he just had uh, an auto reply on his email that if someone sent, hey, we want to give Zach Levine a match, where he auto replied, we, we, or we, uh, a contract, he's going to match it. Like, that's the auto reply for the match. Because that has the only explanation. They are so lazy. I think they were just waiting for the market to be set on Zach Levine, and they were going to re-sign him no matter what. 
and there's there's literally no one with any money. And they didn't even – you have 48 hours to respond. They responded an hour and a half. <laughs> they're not <laughs> trying to take on that mellow money. They're not, what, they're not trying to take on any money. They have a ton of cap space, and they have nowhere to go. They're not trying so, to get any assets right now. I mean, I, I they traded away their best player and Jimmy Butler for him. So, like, I get that they were a little bit pot committed in that sense, right? Because, like, if you just let him go for $78 million, in some ways you look like you had no clue what the hell you were doing last sure, year when you is, made that trade. Isn't, isn't Zach Levine the worst asset in that trade that the Bulls got uh, now? Well, probably. Is I mean, can Zach, Le- can Zach Levine guard a chair? I mean, can he? I, I haven't seen it. I haven't and, seen and, him guard any inanimate and, objects because and, I don't think he, he can. He, here's the thing. It's the perfect Kings player, and, and I've written a little bit about this recently. Like, Why I think the Kings struggle every year is they always go for just some flashy guy who's a good athlete and can dunk, like do crazy dunks. But they never want anyone who plays any defense. And you can't win without being a good defensive team. Like You're, you're never going to make the playoffs. Like, Look at – all the playoff teams. They're all the top defensive teams. Yeah, I mean, I, I we we won't have to talk about the Warriors, and we're going to get into free agency real soon, but that team is full of borderline all-star defenders. First off, Kevin Durant, seven foot tall. Draymond Green is the best defender since Scottie Pippen. Klay Thompson is an elite defender. And Steph Curry is a good defender. He's an above-average NBA point guard defender. Well, and I think, too, he gets made to look better by some of the other really, really good oh, defenders sure. around. You know what I mean? And they – and I mean, we can get into another stupid Bulls move, oh, right? Throw, they sold that pick for Jordan Bell, who's another good defender, right? Like, Yeah, Jordan Bell. I don't want to talk about that either. Uh, and let's not pour one out yet for Andre Iguodala, who is still a really good defender in the league. Well, and I think they've been doing something really smart with him in, in limiting his minutes as he gets older. Yeah. So he looks even better – in the minutes that he well, plays. Okay, you got me going. Enough of that, everybody here, I assume, all the listeners, they're here to talk about free agency. And free agency started out with a huge bang and then a bigger bang and then a really loud bang and then the Zach Levine thing. And <laughs> then it was kind of kind of over after that. And I think everyone's thinking, wow, this is going to be a crazy, this is going to be a crazy offseason, but the, just the money isn't there. And honestly, fantasy-wise, I don't feel like it was that eventful at all. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons that is is we didn't see the big trades that we've seen in the last two, three, four, five, six years. Like, wow. you know what I mean? Like last year we had Paul George and Jimmy Butler, and, and before that, you know, we've seen some real big trades where, you know, multiple pieces have gone one way or the other, and we just really didn't see that this year. And, and other than LeBron, not a ton of the guys in the top run 100 changed teams. A lot of resigns. So there's not a whole lot of changes uh, to, to many NBA rosters. There are a few, and I think we're going to get to those. But yeah, there's, there just wasn't, there's not a whole lot of um, huge differences between Chris Paul and the Rockets last year and Chris Paul with a four year contract on the Rockets this year. Yeah, that that contract, man, that's going to turn out bad, yeah, isn't it? That is not going to look good. No, Daryl Morey will be will have will be able to figure out a way to to move it. 100%. No, no, you know what's going to happen, right? Buyout? No, the Bulls are going to trade for like forty year old Chris Paul in a couple years, and he's going to they're going to do exactly what the Lakers did with Steve Nash, calling it. 
No, we're not. Well, we are that stupid. I don't need. I don't need this kind of negativity, Tyler. <laughs> Just because you're not going to be covering the Kings anymore, it doesn't mean you get to crap all over the Bulls because you don't have to sort of watch the Kings all the time. Oh uh, well, guess what? I'm excited about the team I will be covering, but I can't tell you that yet. So, oh, that's secret news. We'll we'll be uh, letting all you know who Tyler's going to be covering at a different at a later date. Um, let's get into free agency. That's what the people want. And to me, the biggest name. So uh, we're going to look at this in a different perspective. We're not going to go through the list of every single move from the off season. I want I want to approach it. As in, what's the biggest shift in in a, in a player's value? And we're going to try to start start at the top of the rankings. Some of the bigger names of the bigger players who have have sh- shift rankings based on what happened. And surprise, surprise, we're going to start with the LeBron to the Lakers trade, or not trade, but signing. Uh, Lakers obviously signed LeBron James, a multi-year deal, and that's not a big deal for LeBron James, but it is a very big deal for the Cleveland Cavaliers and a former top player, Kevin Love. Yeah, right. And and some of us probably didn't weren't even playing fantasy basketball back when Kevin Love was amazing, right? It's been four years since we've seen really good Kevin Love, but we've seen Kevin Love score 26 points a game. We've seen Kevin Love for five straight years average more than 11 rebounds a game um we've seen kevin love be able to dish out a few assists now kevin love's never gonna be great in the steals and blocks categories nope. um, which is gonna hurt his value a little bit but i mean oh let's put it to you first how high are you willing to rank kevin love now assuming that he is the best player on the caps so i'm you know i'm gonna go do a little deep dive here um when you look back at those years in minnesota and how um, dominant Kevin Love was. A lot of the categories that he was surprisingly dominant in are not as uh, as rare for his position anymore. Uh, in the uh, per game, in his final year in Minnesota, he's playing 36 minutes, and he ended up being the seventh ranked player per game, and the ooh, the fourth ranked player in totals. He played 77 games that season. But here's his here, here's his stats. 26 points. That's pretty impressive. 2.5 three-pointers. That was literally unheard of for um, someone who played his position. 12 and a half rebounds. Four and a half assists. Less than a steal, less than a block. So like you're saying, less than a steal, less than a block. He's not a he's not a steal block guy. That's going to keep you out of elite status in today's NBA. 12 rebounds. There's a lot more centers in the league who get rebounds. Two and a half threes. Last year he averaged 2.3. Down the stretch, he was averaging closer to three. I think he could average closer to three. That's really not that impressive anymore. And I don't know if he is terribly a bulk scorer. He's definitely going to score more. He's going to get more touches. He's going to take more shots. He is a good free throw percentage guy for the position. I don't think he can scrape. I don't think he can get in the top twenty-five. I don't think he can do it. Maybe top, maybe top twenty-five. Doubt top twenty-five. I don't think he can get there. No, no, I don't either. I, I'm looking at him probably more in the thirty to forty range. I think. 
Um, the other worrying thing for me is Kevin Love never plays like a ton, a ton of games. Like he's got two seasons where he's played 77 and way back when he was 20 years old, he played 81. But like, look at the games other than that. Like they're always somewhere right around 60. So, I mean, only 60 games of Kevin Love with not outstanding stats. Like that's not something I really want to like jump up and try to grab. You know what I mean? Like it's just really hard for me to say that Kevin Love is going to be like this otherworldly fantasy guy, like some people might hype him. No, up I, I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna get a lot of residual um, effect in in the drafts where people are gonna go. Kevin Love, he's if, if all things stay the same. Kevin Love's got his own team. Back when he had his own team, he was 22 and 12. Why would he not be 22 and 12 anymore? Well, he's older. His game has uh, has had to change because LeBron's never made another superstar better. That's right, I said it, and. Kevin Love isn't a back to the basket type of player anymore. He's still got, you know, a handful of post moves in there, but that's, that is not who he has turned into in Cleveland. And we also don't even know if he's going to stay in Cleveland, but he's easily the most, uh, the highest ranked player in, uh, in fantasy from last year, whose situation has, has drastically changed. He did finish uh, making sure I got this right. Um, in totals last season, ooh, 63rd, not great. Yeah, but only 59 games. I 59 mean, games, 60 games before that. And anybody who scores 20 points a game is most of the time a top 40 player. Yeah, I think healthy, 75 games, he finishes in the top 40. I think it's very safe. But it's but I'm also like not super keen on reaching for him, which I think some people will. Like Some people will be yeah. like, if he's ranked 35th, some people will be like, ooh, at 25, 26, they'll be reaching for him. And I, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be that much better. But maybe that's just me. No, I th- I'm with you. I think, you know, if we have advice for everybody out there, uh, don't buy into the Kevin Love hype. I know he's going to have his, his, his um, basically his own team in Cleveland. If he stays, I mean, I, I, you know, I if I had to put money on him being in Cleveland at the end of this uh, coming season, I – I would not put money on that. I think he will not be in Cleveland by the end of the season. All right. I got to get one one fast Lakers question in there because I think this could drastically affect the value of one guy who might be I'm important in, in a not-roto league um, would be oh. Rajon Rondo and Lonzo Ball. Like, what do you think is going to oh. happen in, in this situation? Because, I, I mean, LeBron's going to be LeBron, right? Like, he's going to be a top-10 player. Like, there's nothing really to say there, I don't think. I mean, No, he's LeBron. Right, he put a different jersey on, like. That's it. That's that's it. He's going to do LeBron stuff. He is LeBron. Um, I think the Lonzo question with LeBron having the ball in his hands and Lonzo being there, that's a good. That's a very valid question. I think that hurts Lonzo's overall fantasy value. I don't think it's going to hurt his like NBA game all around, right? I think a lot of people um, don't think those two people can coexist, and I I do. I think I think. Uh, Lonzo can play with LeBron. I think anybody can play with LeBron. But what makes you fantasy relevant is when you have the ball in your hand and you're able to do a bunch of things uh, across the board. And that was the only thing giving Lonzo Ball fantasy value was he was getting uh, seven rebounds and seven assists. And those are going to go down, I think it's safe to say. Well, and – is he going to play 35, 34.2 minutes a night with, with no, Rondo there in the backcourt too? You know I, what I mean? Like, I doubt it. And 
he's not a good shooter, right? So, like, does he even play? I mean, like, if he, he's going to play fine off LeBron, and LeBron's going to open up some more looks. But he's, I mean, I think this was one of my better calls last year, right? He can't shoot. No. And isn't that going to – He did pick it up from three after – after a while during the season, but small sample size theater, like, what does that mean? Don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that he's another guy I probably won't be owning in the sense that I think some Lakers fans will go crazy for him. and pick well, Now him. that LeBron's on the Lakers, everyone who's a Lakers fan is going to overdraft everybody. Yeah. And there's only one player on the Lakers that I think, well, maybe not one, maybe two, who uh, who actually might go up. In ranking, you, I, I, the problem is, is you're going to have to reach for him. And I'm, I'm pretty interested in uh, Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma next year. All right, go on. I'll play. I'll play yeah. along. Uh, I think both these guys uh, have shown flashes of some top 100 fantasy relevance. Uh, Kyle Kuzma had a, a very nice start, I think, you know. As you see, these the, these things do uh, catch up to the rookies, the, the long season. But he played incredibly well. And the potential in Brandon Ingram, who is still under 21 years old, by the way, is, I think, is still, is still there. So putting these guys who are, who want to run, who cut well, who do do things I think LeBron will maybe like playing with. I don't know. He didn't like playing with Larry Nance. Um, increases their fantasy value. How much that increases their fantasy value, I'm, uh, I'm going to put a big fat question mark next to that. But I'm thinking if I had to put, you know, Kyle Kuzma and Brandon England on my draft board three weeks ago, they would have been – they were lower. To me, they're they're moving into the top 100, and I'm, I'm, I feel pretty safe about it. The thing that worries me about drafting Kyle Kuzma is he's another guy who, like, he may get you a steal and a block combined. Yeah. So, like, he's not going to turn into. He's not gonna uh, not gonna be a good defender. Like, he's not Chris, gonna he's not gonna turn into Chris Middleton. Right, and, and so I would actually rather have Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma than Kyle Kuzma. Higher floor, lower ce- uh, wait, lower ceiling. Sorry, got them mixed up. Ingram's got the lower ceiling. No, nope. I would argue he's got higher ceiling. Like, like lower floor, higher ceiling. There it is. Yes. Wow. I feel like Kuzma's going to be pretty safe of like scoring fifteen or sixteen points. Like I don't think he's going to do much worse than that. Yeah, and and he's going to get some rebounds and he's going to get an assist, probably like close to two assists a game, maybe, but. I feel like Kuzma, like there's no there's no potential for Kuzma to be like a top thirty player. I don't think at any point in his career. Like, no. He's already he's already twenty three. Like like he's on his way to here a few years plateauing. Yeah, and and so but Brandon yeah. Ingram, I mean, he's another one, right? Like he, if he turned into something crazy good, that's that's possible. Yeah, if that Shaq gets a little better, if he's out there uh, running hard. There's a, a a decent amount of time last season where it looked like he was kind of figuring it all out, and then he ended up uh, going out. And I I don't know if that was planned or if it was just like they wanted to lose games, so they took him out with the the 
with groin issues, but you know, he looked like he could be a broke ass Giannis. A broke ass Giannis. I'm with you there. Six rebounds. I, I get what assists. you're saying. I'm not sure anyone else does, but I, I understand yeah. what you mean. I've a steal and a chance to know what you're saying. A steal and a block is feasible. Six rebounds and six assists is feasible. Now with LeBron there, maybe that, say, assist, that, that assist, assist is not feasible anymore. It's not feasible anymore. I don't think with LeBron because I and, mean and Lonzo and Rondo, right? And well, I mean Lonzo, I'm not too sure. I feel good about that injury thing. I mean he that knee thing popped back up again supposedly. So yeah, so I He's mean I think more threes, but his free throw percentage still doesn't exist. Yeah, no, he yeah, that's a really bad sign. Well, and I mean that's their whole team last year. That whole Lakers team was like the worst free throw shooting team, and none of them could make. None of them. Kuzma was like the best one at like seventy percent. That's real sad. Yeah, that's uh, incredibly sad. So if you're building a free throw squad, you know, Brandon Ingram, I think, is a guy. Unless you live in LA and you're dra- or you're drafting with people who live in LA, uh, probably a guy you would want to you want to target in the second half of your draft. In the yeah, early second, early second half. Here. I'm just worried though with LeBron there that everyone's going to go Laker. Crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know they're going to get a ton of national TV games and people are going to be just pooping uh, their pants for him. I don't know. It's it's always a toss up. What's worse, but I think we haven't seen like all in prick Lakers fans in, in years, and I think we've forgotten how bad. They are. Everybody was kind of like, whoa, Philly coming on strong with the the fans being complete and totally insufferable. And I think we forget how horrible Lakers fans are. What's he there? That's right. That's right, folks. Send your tweets to watch the boxes to complain about how much I hate Lakers fans. Um, let's move on from LeBron trades. That was the big trade. Or not the big trade, the big signing of the offseason. I keep saying trade. I apologize. I'm supposed to be a professional, but I took a long vacation, so screw you. Um, LeBron signing. And I think everybody assumes next will be the Boogie signing. And I don't really have much to say about this. Boogie's probably not going to play till February, and he's probably going to play limited minutes, and he's on Golden State. I don't care. Fantasy-wise, I don't care. The more interesting thing is, is if you're in a keeper league, this becomes a discussion. But for all you redraft leagues, I don't know if you – maybe you just take a flyer on them at the, sometime in the, in the bottom half. If you had, don't have an IR spot in your league, I don't think you can even draft him, right? Like you're just I don't think you can draft him. If, if you, you had an unlimited spot. IR spots, right? Like if you have one IR spot, I'm not drafting him either. Because I'd take so- him late if I had one IR spot and just see what happens. But see, because you keep him off the board for other people. Well, but, like, where where is he going to go? Like, I guess that's my question. Because, like, if he's going in the top 100, no. somebody else can have him, man. You can I'm have not him. interested. Now, if it's my last pick, sure. Last, few, last two, three rounds. But, like, I honestly think that a lot of the big sites will have him in the top 100. Because you know how dumb oh, they sure. are. Sure, it's Warriors. Uh, he's going to start at center. He's going to be ready by training cap. That's all bullshit, guys. It's yeah, not so, going to happen. So, you know what I mean? And... So like I don't really see myself having him at all to be to be honest with you like I, no. I would take a flyer on him 
But last even if I, two or three rounds, if I had even one IR spot, simply because of this, if you can get two months down the stretch in the playoffs of Boogie Cousins for nothing, could win you the league. Yeah, I'm with you there. But I like, is he going to be around then? I think someone's going to take a shot on him before that because he's been a top 20 player for how many seasons in a row now? Like, I, I just don't see him sticking around long enough for that. Like, if you if I said you have to pick him at pick 100, and you have uh, you have no. the IR space to hold him, are you going to pick him? I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. And I think he's going to go somewhere. But I might pick him at 110. I think he's going to go somewhere 105. Before, though. I'm with you. Like, after 100, it gets to be a bit of a crapshoot. If, if you got a stack team, pick him at 100. Who gives a shit? But I, but I also like I also think you're foregoing the shot to like draft Torian Prince from last year, like some unknown player, Joe Ingles, some player that like the casual fan doesn't even know exists. If you're in a more um, casual league, and there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of probably like mid tier talent left at a hundred because people don't know how to draft and they're going off of rankings from sites that don't know what they're doing instead of the fantasy basketball projections that will be up from the great Mark Roberts on hashtag basketball here in the uh, coming weeks. So do stay tuned for that. We will have Mark on to talk about those projections. He's one of the best in the game. Uh, If you don't know about him, go follow him on Twitter. Mark R. R Roberts? Mark F. Roberts. Come on now. F. Roberts. He's going to kill me for that. Marcus spelled M A R C F. Like Marcus Saul. He'll always say that when he comes on. You guys will love it. Like Marcus Saul. <laughs> uh, we we got to get him more on the podcast. Uh, he does great work uh, and he's done it for years. And he's a good man. He's one of my favorites. He is. He is a, he is a sweetheart. He is no Kyle McCown who is usually drunk when he does podcasts. I didn't say that. Slander. That's slander. Um, so. Let's 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 move on from the boogie thing because I think we've said too much about it. I didn't even want to talk about it. And I, I, I'm going to bring up a guy you wanted to bring up, which is surprising because he's usually a guy I want to bring up, <laughs> and that is the re-signing of Chili Willie Steeman Barton. Steeman Willie Barton, baby, hottest hottest hand in the game. Going back to the Nuggets. Oh, man. You've been drinking again, haven't you? I, I can't. Uh, I don't recall. <laughs> you cannot confirm nor deny these rumors? I cannot <laughs> confirm that. Uh, Stephen Willie Barton is a hero, a fantasy basketball hero. He has saved many seasons for, for years now, multiple years, for people who uh, have picked him up off the waiver wires. Because no one has that ain't happening no one anymore, has him, especially people like you, Tyler. That, that's not happening anymore, though, brother. That's not happening. He's going to get drafted, so, Fosho now. Yeah, if, Will, uh, if Willie Burns not getting uh, drafted, I I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do for you. Um, Barton will be probably ranked in the top fifty and even the most um, um, incompetent of rankings, and probably it's it's weird. Guys like that. They're poorly ranked until they do what they what Will Barton's done over the last few years, and then suddenly they get overranked. 
and you're like, what, what has happened here? Why is Will Barton? Okay. Will Barton will probably be overranked in most um, rankings. Let's, let's get down year. to the nuts and bolts. I, yeah. I, I think that. Why is he more interesting? Because he's never interesting to you. Why is he more interesting to you now? So uh, they traded away Wilson Chandler, which I'm sure most of us saw. Um, yeah. So Wilson Chandler is going to be on the Sixers next year. And so they're really opening this spot, right? They, they're signing Will Barton to this big deal. And they're really opening this spot for him. He was 52nd in per game value last year, and he was 33rd in total value. So he played really, really good in 33 minutes a game. My question, I guess, is, is he going to get more minutes? And secondarily, how high are you willing to take this guy? I'd have to be pretty high to take him too high. Um, I don't see why they would switch up what Will Barton does best. So Will Barton is just a a hot hand. Uh, I think he could be sixth man of the year on a great team. Easily. And, you know, they got Jamal Murray and they got Gary Harris. And I'm not sure why they wouldn't be starting both of those guys. Well, I think they will. And I think they'll start. The opportunity is there for them to start Will Barton at small forward now because they traded away Wilson Chandler, who started a lot of games last year for him at small forward, and kind of go with that. I mean, Will Barton is is a wang. I mean, like, he he's big enough. He's, he's got enough length. He's almost big enough, I think, to, to be to, to be a good wing. But I, I just don't know why they wouldn't use him in any in any different fashion that they did last year, which is occasionally he would start, uh, and occasionally he'd come off the bench. And he's a bulk sh- he's a bulk shooter, he's a bulk scorer, and I, I just don't know how he gets any better. I think he, he shot last as, year. as good as he's going to shoot last year. He shot forty five percent from the field. That's pretty good. That is, he's, he's a 43% shooter for his career. Yeah, I was going to say, is that a career high? That was a career high for him. And, then, and so I think yeah. that that everybody's going to get way too high on this guy. And yeah. here, here's the thing. Like, you said he's going to be in the top 50. Like, should he really be a top 50 player? Because if you pick this guy at 50, even at 50, like, is there upside for him to be – 30. Man, this is gonna this is gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt to say. I don't think he's a top fifty dude. Me neither. And that's what I'm. That's what that was my point in bringing him up. Is like I think you're gonna see all these rankings with like him like fortieth and forty fifth yeah. and fifty. Like and I said I'm he's like, gonna be overranked. And and to me he's like, if I'm being honest with myself, right? And I'm I'm trying to like take all the biases out and just rank the players for what they are. He's probably somewhere in my sixty to seventy range. Like. I'm just not in love with this guy. Like, I think we saw his best season last year. I, I know you're definitely not in love with this guy, and I am. And he will still have a month where he's, like, a top 25 player. Well, that's the other thing about he's Will Barton. Right. But... He's, he's kind of really super inconsistent. Like, he drives you a little bit crazy when you own him. Like, you're waiting for him to do anything, and then, like, he has a month where he's, what, like, top 10? Yeah. I mean, like, something crazy? Like, something out of control. And I think that's exactly who he's going to be. Um, hopefully, like he was playing to get paid. He got paid. And I hope he is not the type of player. I mean, I wouldn't put a passable Barton to be that type of player, but uh, I hope he's not the type of player who's got his contract and uh, chills out because I think that Denver team could be a lot of fun to watch, could be really uh, an offensive, uh, uh, one of the best offensive teams in the league. And it would be nice to see Will Barton get his on that team. 
But I'm going to treat Will Barton this year like I did last year, that he is a guy. So here's the problem. The market has changed. I'm going to treat him the same. He's a streaky guy who you should buy low and sell high on and who will finish in uh, somewhere in the 40 to 60 range based on how many minutes he plays and how many games he plays. The problem is, last year, the market was, he's like the 80th ranked player. This year, the market's going to think he's like the 40th ranked player, and you're not going to get any value for him. That's the most coherent Will Barton take you've ever had, Mike. Wow. Yeah. I've really matured in my old age. Uh, it's, a, it's a new <laughs> leaf for me and Will Barton. Let's, uh, let's move on from uh, Stephen Willie Barton, and let's talk about another big name. We, wanna, we do want to try to stay with those guys who are in the top 100, maybe even the top 50. And um, this is a guy who just got paid $24 million for one year, going to Dallas. Uh, the old and getting older, DeAndre Jordan. So he only got twenty two point nine million. Um, he declined what? his he declined his twenty four million dollar option with the Clippers, and they signed him for twenty two point nine million. And the reason for that is I'm pretty sure they're going to give that money to Yogi Ferrell. Um, so they convinced him to take a little bit less. Good for, good for them. Um, so yeah, he's twenty nine. He's going to be thirty in July twenty first. So like a couple of weeks, he will be thirty years old. Um. I think, though, that there is a one huge question surrounding him, right? So he had two blocks a game, like, every season, right, going strong for, like, four, three straight years, four straight years. And then it was down to 1.7 in 2017, 2016, 2017, and then all the way down to 0.9 last year. So the question is, what's the block number look like at the end of next season? Yeah, is – is DeAndre Jordan, Jordan motivated to be a defensive stopper for Dallas? Um, I think he will. Every all the other numbers he has, he he, he does are going to look a lot more like they did um, during those Chris Paul years. Um, I, I know his rebounds went up last year because Blake did leave. Um, and I, I do think he could get close to, you know, 14, 15 rebounds next year. But I think he's going to score a little bit more. He's going to get fed the ball a little bit more. He's going to get the occasional, a little bit more, a couple more oops. His field goal percentage is probably going to go up a little bit because he's going to run to the rim. He's got Doncic. Well, and Doncic, if, if you followed Real Madrid all this year, right? Eddie Tavares, which is a guy some of you might remember, the Hawks picked him a couple years back and he had a cup of coffee here in the NBA and then. He went over to Real Madrid, and Doncic fed that dude like crazy. And, I mean, isn't DeAndre Jordan, Eddie Tavares on steroids? Like, a much, much better. Still, right. at 30, right. and, better and, than the Eddie Tavares in his prime. So. And Doncic is just, I mean, he's a phenomenal passer, and he can pull off a lot of, like, tricky, no-look, difficult passes that a lot of NBA point guards can't do. And that's going to open things up for Jordan. Now, I don't know that Jordan's going to score like a ton. I mean, don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. But if Jordan got over, if Jordan set a career high in points scored, I wouldn't be super surprised. Um, I'm betting that he he's probably somewhere in the like twelve, probably like 13, 13 and a half points. That's probably where I'm going right now. Yeah, I wouldn't be incredibly surprised either. And rebounding wise, he's still one of the best in the league. 
it's that block number that's really keeping him from being if you're punting free throws, he used to be a he used to be a first round pick. And now that those block numbers are gone, it's hard to justify a first round pick on him if you are punting free throws. So I think that Dallas does the scoring more engage him more on the other end? That's that's kind of the question, right? Like if he's getting some love on the offensive end, is he more in like how much of it was this isn't what I signed up for with the Clippers last year. I, right? Like I, it's gotta be a little bit of both, right? He's thirty. The knees he, the knees he, are there, right? And and that number was going down prior to the full collapse of Well, I mean, I don't know. He arguably he had his three best years before that. You know what I mean? Like he had one point seven not last year, but the year before, but then other than that, 2.3, 2.2, 2.5. Like, he those are his three best years of his career. 26, 27, 28. Those are good years to be young, blocking shots, jumping up in the air, going after every block. Um, I think it does push it closer to one and a half blocks, but I don't, I don't know if he could even reach it one and a half blocks, even motivated. All right, fair. Like, I don't think he'll have less than a block a game like he did last year. I'm with you there. I think... How many minutes does he play? That's, I think, a better, more interesting question. They got a lot of bigs. I mean, relatively speaking, I mean, they got Dirk, who's probably best served as a center now. Um, They got the White Powell, right? They got Harrison Barnes, who they're going to have to play at the foursome. Like, I... And and so anything you listen to about the Mavs, right, they they are going over that Dirk's going to be kind of like a sixth man type now. He's going to come off the bench. And they're going to start Harrison Barnes at the four and Wes Matthews at the three and Donchus and Smith in the backcourt. Yeah. That's a um, fun team. So, you know, that's a really that, fun team. I just, look, but, let me, but, let me, like let if me Dirk's throw only going to play the five, like that's going to cut into DeAndre's minutes because he's, Dirk's going to play, what, 20 to 25 minutes? Like you got to think, right? I don't know why he wouldn't play what he played last year. That's what I mean. So, um, Jordan Smith could go down a little bit, but he only, he only played 31 last year. Like I think he's somewhere in that 30 to 45 range. You know what I mean? I, I think he's probably about what he was. Here's here's a good question. Where are you, where are you drafting Dirk Nowitzki at the ripe age of 40 years old? Because on totals last year, everybody, the dude was ranked 76th on in totals. 76. Yeah, I mean, right, the guy, um, I, I, I love that guy. I love him. It's Dirk, baby. Um, so. One of the greatest. In a standard league, I don't draft that type of guy for the most part. Um, one, because the name value usually gets him picked around that number that he finishes at. Number two, like, there's no upside for that pick, right? Like, if, if I have to pick him at 77 and he's going to finish 77th, like, what did I get out of that? I got okay. Um so, but in a in a deeper league, these are the guys I kind of guys I love to target, right? Because nobody, nobody wants the sexy, or everybody wants the sexy twenty fifth pick in the draft, and not Dirk Nowitzki, who's right. forty years old. Even though Dirk Nowitzki is going to play twenty four minutes, and the guy who got picked twenty fifth in the draft will never play. Yeah, and so like. That's kind of the difference in I, – I don't think this gets talked about enough in fantasy, right? Like everyone wants to have a steadfast ranking. Like Dirk is the 75th best player. 
But like in a deeper league, I might actually pick him at 75. In a shallow league, like there's no way in hell, right? Because like I, I can find somebody like Dirk on the waiver wire or more like Dirk than I could if it's a 16-team league and the best guy on the waiver wire is playing 18 minutes a game. Here's and he's a, not Dirk. So it's a, a regular-sized league, medium-sized league. Pick 100. 101. Pick 101, not 100. 101. And Dirk's on the board and Boogie's on the board. Who are you picking? Oh, Dirk. Wow. 100% Dirk. Yeah. I'll, is... I'll, I'll I'll sponge up that value for five months while you eat the nothing and then and, and and beat you in the playoffs like I did last year in the listener league. Well, we won't get into that, but I mean, I didn't have anybody right, left probably. at that point. Returning cha- returning champion of the listener league. I'll uh, give you credit, but I I don't know that you should brag about beating my team. That like literally every guy I think I played in our matchup, I got I picked up off the waiver wire. I am going to brag about it all season. So just prepare yourself. Did you even beat me in the playoffs? I don't even remember. Did you? Uh, no, I didn't. No, you didn't. See, you can't even complain. You, you can't even brag. Over me. You, I, I beat, I beat you, you in the only matchups we had. I feel like that's a hypothetical championship. It's not a hypothetical championship. If you don't play in the championship, you can't win the championship. That's all I need to know. Uh, and all you listeners out there, if you want to get involved in the Listener League, uh, tweet at us. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. And Tyler, this is the actually the biggest free agency news. <laughs> Tyler has a new Twitter handler. He, he, he's got a new Twitter handle. I'm excited about it. That's how excited I'm. I can't even say it. <laughs> and he's finally decided that random numbers is not a good uh, Twitter name. Tyler, what is your new Twitter name for everybody? Oh, no, see, I changed it just so that way you now have to say it. So you're going to have to tell everyone what it is. Crap, I'm going to have to look it up. Because I'm used <laughs> to saying the Watsy 4444. What, what is it, Tyler? You gotta, I want you to unleash it. I don't want to take your thunder. I want you to unleash the, the power of the new Twitter name. All right, so it's at Tyler P. Watts. So Tyler, just like anyone else would spell that. Um, the letter P, and then my last name, which is with two T's. That's right. Tyler has joined the living with uh, a serious Twitter name for That's the right. serious professional that he is. I'm stepping my game up. I respect that. Um, add him if you. Well, he'll actually that name changes automatically if you don't have, haven't already added him, which would be insane because Tyler's uh, got a lot of good takes out there. Um, add him now. Also add Watch the Boxes. And if you want to get in the Listener League, tweet at us. We will get you on the list for the Listener League. Uh, and that is the plug for the Listener League. We'll be getting more into what the, the stipulations of the Listener League this year will be. Uh, there was a prize for the winner of the Listener League, but we didn't have to go look for one because I won. So that was a close, the close call. We didn't, uh, spoiler, we didn't have a prize for whoever was going to win. We lucked out again. Like we're gonna get a bull's bobblehead doll <laughs> from my collection. All right, so we got a couple more of these that I want to get to. Yeah, let's let's get to the let's get and, to some of these top one hundred players that. Uh, and then we could probably do a couple rapid fires of like, does this matter? Does this matter? Does this let's, matter? Let's do it, Tyler. Um, so so I think probably the next big name is a t- similar guy to DeAndre and Dwight Howard. Like Dwight Howard actually had a pretty darn good year last year. Yeah, he was like relatively healthy. Right? Like, he wasn't terrible. 
He played 81 games. But yeah. but he was Dwight Howard. He's like, still Dwight Howard. And he's going to Washington. Yeah, so he's right. going to be featured. And John Wall is, you know, John Wall. Like, that's definitely the one of the best players he's ever played with, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, if definitely. You, if you punt free throws, he was, per game, the 28th best player. And so that's what I mean, right? So in, in head-to-head leagues, like, the way Howard's going to matter. Um, and, and we can talk about his new teammate, right? They got another another new guy in Austin Rivers. They traded. They That was one of the few, few trades, right? They traded uh, the Clippers, and they gave up Martian Gortat to open up the spot for Howard. And they got back Austin Rivers, who averaged 15 points a game. I know Doc Rivers uh, just selling his son out. Oh, man. Man. Did you hear his interview? During He probably did not watch the game during Summer League when they played the Kings, and Doc Rivers said that. It was one of the hardest decisions he had to make, and I'm like, but you traded your son. Like, like, Okay, his son gets made fun of for being like a terrible NBA player. His son is definitely a better player than this version of Martian Gortat. Like, that was a terrible trade for the Clippers. Yeah, that was that was a bad trade. Um, and if that's – also, that should not be the hardest decision you've ever made – when you've coached finals games. That's kind of what I thought, but I'm like, but I didn't get that. And, and, and that's a whole other thing. So my, my big question is, can Dwight Howard average 16 points a game on this Washington team? Why not? Cause here's the thing we know about Dwight Howard, right? Like terrible locker room presence. Right. Well, and when Dwight Howard doesn't get, his touches, right? I say that in quotation marks. And there's, can't, can't see me. He gets busy, right? Like that's that locker room Howard isn't does. like in a good place right now. Oh yeah, I'm with Beal you. and Wall hate each other. Wall's gonna pound the ball out. Someone's trying to get traded. Either maybe even both of them are trying to get traded. It's gonna be a race to who can get traded first. So here's here's my thing. I think we see more Dwight Howard that we saw the two years before that than the one we saw last year. Hmm. I I was actually kind of gonna go the other direction. Okay. All right. And uh, this is always it's always good when we disagree. Uh, when you look at how he played with Kimba in thirty minutes a game, Dwight Howard's probably. I mean, if he stays healthy, that's a you know, that's a big if. Although um, for a guy relatively gets, healthy last three gets, years, gets those knocks right. Like I mean. 76, 71, 41, 71, 74, 81. And like, that sounds pretty damn good to me for a big man. Also, shout to, to Dwight Howard. I don't, I don't, I didn't think I was going to ever say that again. Uh, age 32, one and a half blocks a game. Yeah, and he's been there, right? He's, he's been right around there. I mean, he had a couple down years there, but I mean, Dwight's still doing it. I don't know. I don't know. What, the, I, the East is wide open. Is Dwight Howard's like the third best player in the East somehow. Uh, the Wizards are kind of a fun team to think about, though, now, right? Like, with these new additions, like more Austin More fun Rivers, than last year to think about. Austin Rivers is going to be their sixth man, and, like, he might dump in and earn 15 points a game again. Like, that's that's not the craziest thought in the world. He did it last Austin year. Austin Rivers is not going to play as well as he played last year. But I, I like his fit on that team just because they need something coming off well, the bench. but that's And that's why I think he might score a little more is, like, when they take out Beal and Wall, like who the hell do they have? Dwight Howard. Yeah, but Dwight <laughs> Howard's only gonna play thirty minutes a game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not... Dwight Howard's only gonna play thirty minutes a game. 
I, I think he's going to be a little bit more than like last year than two years ago. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, so you may be more into the white than me. Okay, cool. And quite frankly, those numbers aren't terribly off. Yeah. All right. All right. I like it. That one. That's the team that we'll have fun chatting about when we get to that team. I think. I think. We'll have yeah, fun. I still probably won't watch hardly any Wizards games, but uh, I'll watch more than I did last year, which I believe was a big fat zero. Oh, now come on! I feel like I watched a handful. Mm-mm. Didn't watch one Wizards game. I feel like sometimes they're the only game on. Like, you know those days where there's not that many games and, like, they're the game that starts at 7 o'clock and I watch, like, the first half hour? Tyler, you need to go outside during that time. Oh, all right. Well, you know, they only get so much exercise in the prison yard. That's true. Also, you're on that East Coast time. I'm not much better. I'm on that Central Coast time, so Central Coast is not a thing. Um, (laughs) Unless you count, like, Michigan. All right, all right, all right. Well, come on now. You're wasting you're wasting minutes. We are. We were wasting the minutes. It's all right. Hey, so, it's the first episode of the season. We, we get to waste some minutes. Okay. Let's get back to the free agents. Okay, Pelicans. They got two guys. We can lump them together here. They got Alfred Payton and they got Julius Randle. Are they both going to start? Yes. How many minutes for, for each man? Hundred. No. Um. I like I like both of those signings for the Pelicans. I think that's the, the interesting, and I think if you play with AD, you are automatically better. Um, I like the Randall. I like the Julius Randall signing. Julius Randall played pretty well down the stretch for the Lakers, and now he's actually going to play. I think I want to say twenty eight minutes, twenty nine well, minutes, he, maybe even thirty minutes. So I think he might even get a little more than that. Well, the the issue is is that Nico. We all saw this in Chicago. Nico's position is the four. Should be, yes. Julius Randle's position is the four. Now, if they're going to play Nico and Randall and then like just kind of rotate Randall between the four and the five just to get 30-plus minutes out of him, now I'm really liking Julius Randle. Well, who else do they there. got in that front court? Like Nobody. That's what I'm saying. Like They might throw out – you know, they might sign somebody else. They might throw out somebody for like five, ten minutes, but like – I don't think there's anyone there like chomping at the bit to give huge minutes to. And underrated thing about it maybe is Anthony Davis wanted Julius Randle, right? I like that. So that alone probably means right that he one's going to want to play with him. Julius Randle get him involved. Took a nice step forward in his fourth year, right? Like, I, yeah, I thought so. I thought he, he looked uh, pretty pretty yeah. decent. Now, he's another guy, right, that we talk about. He averaged one steal and block combined last year, yeah. right? He had half of each. So, I mean, I'm not going to, like, get super amped up for Mr. Randall, but at the same time, like... Well, we talk about this a lot, and if you listen to some of our earlier podcasts, if you're a new listener or uh, if you're an old favorite, the margins, once you get past that top 50, top 60, the margins are slim. If you are able to average a steal and a block a game, chances are you are in the top 50 or top 60 because those uh, stats are so important. And to be able to average one of each is, um, you know, that makes you an elite player. And if Julius Randle can, um, as of last season, he's ranked 92 per uh, 92nd per game. If he gets, let's say, a point two more steals. And he gets an extra assist and a couple more points and another rebound a game. Those margins just go up enough to take him from 90 into 70 
or 65. Because the difference between the 60th player and the 90th player is not a whole lot. So if you're looking for someone to move a significant amount of ranking, maybe not a super significant amount of value, but someone who is going to be more valuable, Julius Randle, I think, is on that list. Yeah, I'm slightly concerned about this team's spacing, though. What do you mean because, by that? Well, Julius Randle will shoot a three if he has to, but he's terrible at it, and so is Alfred Payton. That's an issue. And... Um... Uh, Alfred Payton is the ultimate fantasy kryptonite. Like, how many times have you been like, man, Alfred Payton's going to be good? Uh, Every year since he was drafted, because that's that's how my life is is going. And uh, I, but see, I'm out, I'm out on him. I can't. Thing, I can't do it. A lot of times, I feel like Alfred Payton gets a little bit underrated in in fantasy circles, especially because, like, okay, he gets like twelve and a half points a game and. Like, six assists are kind of flashy, but, like, it's only 1.3 steals, and he doesn't shoot three-pointers, so people don't like that. And he gets this reputation that, like, he can't shoot, and he can't. He's not a good shooter, but he's averaged, you know, 47.1 and 49.3 the last two years from the field. Like, he doesn't really hurt you in that category. If anything, he's one of the better guards in that category. Now, if you have three-point percentage in your league, I mean, kiss his butt goodbye. But I feel yep. like some some people hate on him, and he's actually kind of decent for fantasy. He is a decent. He's a better player. fantasy player probably than than real life NBA player. Like, is that crazy? Oh, that's that's a hundred percent true. Uh, because he's a, actually able to get assists in a league where assists are uh, per player are dropping, and you know he had two triple doubles last year. The guy has these flashes. You know when him and Oladipo played. In Orlando, at points you were like, "Man, I who's which one of these guys is better?" Well, the that question was answered last year. Oh, I don't and think that was ever a question. For I think it, it was a question in the Magic uh, front office. Now that's not saying a whole lot because they're kind of stupid. Uh, but at times, you would wonder which one of those guys is better. At times, at periods during the season, um, well, and fantasy and fantasy wise, that was definitely a question. Not 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 NBA wise. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you there. Yeah, let's not get get too crazy. Uh, Oladipo was always better NBA-wise. But he's he's always kind of looked like this guy who could break into a top 40 player if you just put it all together, and he's he's not going to put it all together. And now he's playing with Drew Holiday. Yeah, right? So is he the backup? Like, or is he going to start, and him and Drew Holiday are going to start next to each other? Like, I think I I would try to see what happens when you start them together. So would I, and I don't know, like, Drew Holiday seems like he, like, they, they seem like they want Drew Holiday to be the shooting guard. Like, they yeah, got Drew Rondo Holiday. last year, and then they got, you know what I mean? Like, so, I, I don't know. the ball in his hands more, but, like, he has the ability to kind of play the two. Or if you just want to run a two, weird two-guard set around Anthony Davis, which actually makes sense, like, Anthony Davis. So my question is, he's played over 30 minutes a game one time in his career. Does he get it? Does he get over 30 minutes, Mr. Alfred Payton? Man, I wouldn't put money on it. Okay, so is he basically what he's been the last two years? Like four rebounds, six assists, 1.2 steals, somewhere between .3 and half a block, like 12 to 13 points. 
I I can I cannot go in on on this guy. I just can't do it. Um, I, I'm, I, it's a big stay away from me just because of who he is and how he's treated me over the years. Oh, Mike. Okay. I, I feel like this is the ultimate double bluff. And then we're going to get in the league together and Mike's going to pick him at pick 90. <laughs> the double bluff. The Mike double bluff. Here it comes. You, you always got to be playing the game, guys. That's that's a good good rule of thumb. Always be playing the game. Um, there's a place where you draft this guy, right? And it's, it's definitely in the eighth or ninth round. Like, I don't see a lot of upward movement from Elton Alfred Payton. Now he's 24 years old. All right. Yeah. And so, the shot's not coming. Like, it's just not, don't, don't kid yourself. Don't, you know, not gonna like he, he's not going to have a jumper. Like it's just not, he's going to be able to get yeah. to the rim and score, but he's not going to have a jumper. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm, I'm all about people experimenting with new punting strategies <laughs> and I'm all about, it. I'm a, I encourage you to find the weirdest punting strategy because when everybody's zigging, you should be zagging. And I got a new punting strategy for you, Mike. It's called listen, punt the league. That's the one you should go for. I've just never, punt the whole league. Just punt every punt. category. Just punt I'm them all. Never, I'm never punting the league. Um, <laughs> not that I remember anyway. Uh, but punting three pointers seems like it should be gaining steam because everybody has free uh, three pointers now three pointers are not as valuable as they used to be so there's going to be like four or five teams that are just going to run away with three pointers and unless you have elite guys at the beginning of your draft then you're never going to keep up with the, the the people who do have those elite guys so just get just go the other direction well and and alpha pain becomes a little bit more interesting if you're doing that i also feel like against another team that may be bad at three-pointers like there's always a, a handful of the wayne ellington types like on the waiver wire like that dude pumps in like two threes every game almost three threes every game yeah i say you don't know? even bother yeah, you know what I mean? go, uh, big it, men, it, go big men and alfred payton and raise on well, well here's the thing like that category for me is becoming a little bit like turnovers in the sense that, like, I'm not even super paying attention to that during my draft. Like, I'm trying to make sure I have enough points and rebounds and assists and steals and blocks. And, like, if I don't have enough three-pointers, I can figure that category out. You should be able to. Because right? there, be, there should be enough of three-pointers going around. And, I mean, sinners are hitting three-pointers at this point. Like, there's just – there's nothing – to uh, well, and it's not just one center or two centers like it used to be, right? It's like everybody, everybody's Taj Gibson had what three pointer game last year, some crazy like that. Respect, like, respect to Taj Gibson. No, like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not knocking on Taj Gibson, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I just I, did we think that was coming? I, I just wanted to give it an extra shout even out two or three years ago, you know what I mean? I wasn't like, mad we, at you for mentioning Taj Gibson, I just want to give a shout out to Taj Gibson because I love that dude. You know what I mean? Like, that was something, like, a couple years ago nobody saw. Like, Taj Gibson didn't even – he shot some mid-range balls, but I – might, I might or might not have teared up during the tribute video for Taj Gibson at the United Center. May or may not have. Okay. When he, all right. You know, when they showed the replay of him dunking all over Wade in the playoffs, like, come on. That's, you know. So, I feel like we got two guys that are probably worth talking about that are definitely standard league dudes. And yes. then we got a few that we can – just go fast on. We will do right. a lightning right. round right after that. And I think one of those guys is Trevor Reza. Yeah. He uh, took the money, went to Phoenix. And does Trevor Reza care enough to, to play <laughs> to play on Phoenix? Like, what what's that going to look like? Oh, man, I think that he's like the only defender they got. 
I don't know. Right? Like, like I, 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 I like that Phoenix team. I, I can't wait to do the team preview for that Phoenix team. I think they're really uh, interesting. I think Josh Jackson is really interesting. I think he's a pretty good defender. They got a lot of players that I'm into. Don't get me wrong. Like they sure. got a lot of guys that I'm like, ooh, okay, that guy's interesting. But I don't know that any of them are great defenders, right? Like, is Trevor Rees the best fancy player on that team? No, Devin Booker by far. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so Trevor Reza is is he still got a steal and a half a game last year. So don't get me wrong, but he was hovering around that two mark for three years before that. Um. So is this the first sign of a big decline in that steal number, or is it going to hover at 1.5, or is it going to go back up to 2? That's that's the big question well, for me. Steal numbers decline with age. He's 33 years old. He uh, still shot uh, 41% from the field, so you, you know what you're getting with Trevor Ariza. That steal number did sneak down a little bit more. And this dude is not going to be playing with James Harden and Chris Paul. Yeah. like, And uh, that means he is not going to be as open as he was before. And also that, you know, two and a half, three-pointers a game isn't as sexy as it used to be. Oh, with you there. And the rebounds went down too. Yeah. So I, I do not see this change in scenery going well for Trevor Reza. He had I, a role picked out in Houston – He's got no role in so, in Phoenix. He was the 66th ranked player if you keep turnovers on, if you take turnovers off, right? And so this is where I think he gets like a big boost in his value is if you if you're keeping on the turnovers, right? Um so he was 58th, he was actually better if he took the turnovers off. Is that right? Is that right? No, 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 never Can't mind. Be right. Okay, it was 58th per game if you had the turnovers on. He had the turnovers off in total value. He was 95th. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. All right. We got the, got the basketball monster working there. It took me a second. Um, uh, yeah. So, like Top 100 pick. Yes, no. Roto League, yes. Um, you, you said why. Standard League, I don't know. Find a younger guy. There's a lot of interesting rookies out there. There's a lot of interesting second players out there. I'd rather take a flyer on one of them in the eighth and ninth round than pick old Trevor Ariza. Yeah, because right, like I think he's probably gonna go somewhere around that pick, right? And I said this a couple times already. Like, that's just not much upside, man. Like, he's gonna yeah. be Trevor Ariza. Like, he's not gonna knock on fifteen points. He's not gonna get any more rebounds. He's maybe the steals go up a little bit. That would be the upside, and that would bump him up a little bit. But I'm right. not banking on it for a big for an old man. Pick one hundred and pick one hundred and one. You got Dirk, you got Trevor Ariza. Who are you going with? Well, I mean that's going to come down a lot to my team at that point, probably, right? Like sure. if I need, if I need steals, like I'm going to go for, for Trevor Ariza. Um, in a vacuum, right? Like I can have anybody I want. I think I think I might just go Dirk for the nostalgia points, but I don't get. Yeah, I think you're you're hitting at it. Not a huge discrepancy between those two guys now which is insane to say i'm, I'm gonna pick ariza just because dirk is 40 and trevor Ariza is not uh, well and and trevor Ariza is gonna play a lot more minutes like i think we can both I hope so. if they're out there like trevor Ariza is gonna play man he's gonna get minutes is he i mean phoenix isn't making the playoffs he's gonna play but for how many how long i mean i guess but i don't know like why would you sign a guy to a big one year deal if you weren't gonna play him Ask ask a lot of teams that question. Um, 
All right. Who was the other guy you wanted to talk about? Who was uh, so? This was the guy who like kind of slipped away. He was good for a hot minute, and then he slipped away, and now he was like back with an awesome season, and then things got weird at the end. And it's Tyreek Evans, right? Oh yeah, oh freak Tyreek. Love, love, I love a good freak Tyreek. Oh, he only played fifty-two games, but some of them were not missed by injury for once. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Because they had that whole weird thing where, like, they were going to trade him and they sent him home, and then they didn't trade him, and then, like, they sent him home again, and I don't know. It kind of made my brain hurt. And in those games where he came back, he played, like, 30-plus minutes and had, like, 20-plus points and was really good and then left again, and everybody was like, what the hell? Yeah, right. You're ruining my fantasy league. Well, and Tyreek Evans had, like, an awesome year. Is that fair to say? As as good as his um, statistically insane rookie league year like he had a great year yeah so my question is is he Tyreek of the two or three years before that or is this the rookie Tyreek because we we fell for the bait on this once right like yeah um well you gotta you gotta remember old freak Tyreek here he uh ended up playing on this trash Memphis team that needed someone to do something and he was allowed to do something it was uh Good stats, bad team. And that's exactly what he was doing in Sacramento. And Indiana is not really that bad of a team. Um, it, they're not a great team, but they're also not a bad team. And they already got their number one ball handler, I do everything, I ru- I'm running the show here, guy in Oladipo. And I don't think Tyreek Evans plays well with those types of players. Now, they could just stagger those two. I assume that's what they're going to do. But... What I mean, what? How many minutes is he going to be playing there? Twenty five. Well, I, I don't think he plays thirty minutes in Indiana. That's the, that's where things get real interesting for me, because right, because I think if he plays thirty minutes, he's definitely fantasy relevant as long as he can stay on the court. Which it's worth noting that fifty two was his high water mark in the last three years. Yep. Um, so the injuries are a big thing with the Tyreek too. Um. I don't know, man. This guy's a tough, tough nut to peg. And I think it's a lot. It's going to be depending on where other people value him. It's if I'm in on this guy or not. Right. Cause like if he's getting valued, like he was last year, right. Like you could have him with your last pick, which is not going to happen again. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Hell give me Tyreek Evans. Like I, no one has that, that kind of upside at that point. Right. Well, I shouldn't say no one, but it's hard to pick out a guy with more upside at that point. But if he's pick. 50 or 75 like do i really want to bet bet on this guy staying healthy Mm, i don't i don't think you can bet on him staying healthy and i also don't like terribly like his new role in indiana the way i liked it in uh, new orleans or in memphis um here's the other thing i'll say about this guy he is the type of guy i straight avoid in a deeper league because if I got to pick this guy at even 75, okay, that quickly becomes like, what, a third, fourth, fifth round pick. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's a super important pick. And if he plays 42 games, you just wasted that pick. Yes, sir. So this is one of those players that I, that I don't think it's talked about enough where, like, in a deeper league, I'm, I'm holding the phone. But in a shallower league, right, where I can find somebody else that plays, like, I'm a little more in. I just I just want to remind people in the last four years, 
three out of those four years per game, a little bit of a, of a sample size screw screw with you in one of those years, he was in the top 50. Yeah, man, he's been good when he plays. Yeah. Um, he's a top 100 player. He's a draftable player, 100%. If oh, no doubt. If you're in a standard league, 100% draftable player. But his, in my opinion, his value goes down, and I think well, people are going to rank him a little too high. And I say, I was just going to say that. I think a lot of people are going to have him ranked in the top 50. Yeah. And he's, I think he's more like in 70, 80 range. Yeah, hold that phone for me. Um, all right, let's do lightning round. Here it is. Here are players that we think are fantasy relevant who have changed situations. And we're we're going to go up, down, and maybe try not to give more than five sentences about it, even though that's literally impossible for us to do. Um, Brooke Lopez, one year to the Bucks. Actually, probably will play. Hey, everything I've heard, he's going to start. Hell yeah. Hey, everybody remember Brooke Lopez? He was pretty good in fantasy. Yeah, and I mean, last year he just never played like twenty three minutes a game. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in on Brook Lopez. I think he's going to be a, a forgotten guy, and that you can kind of grab late in your draft. And if that's the case, I'm going to be in. And if he's back ranked up where he was before last year, then I'm probably out. Yeah, it, this could go one or two ways. Um, he could either be completely forgotten, like he was last year, and you can get him for a steal in the second half of your draft. Or someone's going to look at what he was ranked the years before that in Brooklyn and go, oh, this dude was in the top 30. I'm taking him in the fourth round. I think that's a mistake. Uh, he's, I don't think he is a top 50 player. Second. I think he could get the Greg Monroe, too, which that's scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that could definitely happen. All right. Uh, Kyle Anderson. Is this dude, uh, dude going to play enough? Well, we saw him be pretty fantasy relevant last year right when why never played yes so they signed him to a big deal Memphis needs a guy like that yeah they they want to go back to grit and grind right he's a small forward who else are they going to play at small forward we talked about that last year a lot where they had like James Ennis and name another guy you can't name and the only thing I'll say other guys that are terrible the only thing I'll say about him is he doesn't score well, that's concerning, right? Like, he had eight points a game last year. Definitely an intangible player. Eight, and and so he was 88, though, in total value on the season. No, per game value, even. You punted turnovers, that's, per game value. Eight cap, per game value, was 88. That's pretty good. I like that guy. I think he will be underrated, and um, I, I, I like getting him late in the draft. He was 68 in total value. Yo. Um, and he only played 26.7 minutes a game, which I could see him getting pretty close to 30. I think this is a guy I'm going to have on a few teams. I yeah, think. I think he's going to be one of those uh, non the, – there's always the sexy sleeper and the non-sexy sleeper that no one's talking about. There's always the sexy name that every single person is like, yo, I got these sleepers, and it's the same freaking person on every email list and every forum and everything. It's the same three dudes. Kyle Anderson's is not going to be on that list, hopefully. And uh, I think he's, he's going to be a good sleeper this year. Um, a guy that I have forgotten about that you thankfully remind me of, Seth Curry to Portland. Didn't play a minute last year, right? Not we, one. We kept, we kept waiting, and it just never happened. Um, I think he's going to play, right? I think he's going to be that kind of guard off the bench for them. And this dude may be one of the top five three-point shooters in the league. 
Yes. He's an incredibly good free throw. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that uh, you really overlook. You think he should just be a guy you pick up off the waivers and get his threes. And his percentages are a little bit better and his intangibles are a little bit better than a waiver wire guy. And he ends up being, you know, a top 100 player, even though you would assume he never should be. So I think he may be my last pick in a bunch of leagues because I don't yeah. know that anyone's thinking about this cat. I mean, he didn't sign for a lot of money, right? Didn't make didn't make the headlines. No, I mean, no, hardly anyone saw it. He signed with Portland. Yeah, I um, didn't even. I completely missed it. I didn't even yeah. know. Yeah. And so, uh, is he healthy though? Yeah, but with your last pick, especially in a standard league, does that even matter? No. Like, if he's not, not, I'm just gonna be like, well, hit the bricks, buddy. I'm find somebody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, he's the perfect last pick. If if he's available at the last pick, I'll be having him. Is he the perfect last pick, or? Is Mari Hazonia to the Knicks the perfect last pick? Um, you know what this this looked a little better till I saw Kevin Knox playing in summer league. Yeah, that guy looks real good. Yeah. So, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about summer league in the future, and we have kind of a kind of a good philosophy when it comes to summer league. You know, if you're bad, that's a pretty bad sign. If you're good, all right, cool. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Right. You might be good and you might be bad, but if you're bad, you're probably bad. <laughs> probably bad in summer league if you also suck in uh, actual NBA level basketball. And Kevin Knox does not look bad. Um, yeah, I- I'm with you. I think uh, I'm not. I don't think Mario Zona is a standard league relevant player. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like in 22 minutes a game, like if you look at that stat line, like it's kind of enticing from last year. Especially in 22 minutes. Like, if we're looking at it in 22 minutes, I'm like, ooh, that's kind of good. Like, we look at per 36, okay? Here's the numbers. 15.7 points, 0.7 blocks, 1.8 steals, 2.3 assists, Mm 6.1 rebounds. He's trending up. You know what? I hope If the Knicks unleash him, he's a standard league player. Um, And I I hope that happens. I think that would would at least be freaking entertaining. Um, So at least we'd have that going on for us. Uh, Former Nick Kylo Quinn to Indiana. I'm guessing not enough minutes. Yeah, me too. But he's a permanent stud, and I think he's worth mentioning that if we see one of those guys go down, or if for whatever reason we see Kylo Quinn actually get the minutes, um, he's it's a guy I always love to like kind of put on my watch list, keep an eye on. He's a great streamer because yeah, he'll right. just have really good games out of nowhere. And uh, when when he gets when he actually plays, he's also really frustrating when you pick him incorrectly, but. Uh, Kyle Quinn should just be on everybody's list as a, as a streaming player. Um, Miles Turner, Indiana, uh, another that's going to be the sexy sleeper that everybody's like, oh, remember Miles Turner? I think he's going to be good next year, guys. Yeah, that's going to be the sexy sleeper. Um, <laughs> yeah, here's a sexy sleeper. Here's a mistake, sexy sleeper, in my opinion. Nerlens Noel too. Okay, Sid. And 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 this one is worth bringing up because I think. We've talked about this guy for years. About he's got the great permanent potential too. Um, they great, have a guy named Stephen yeah. Adams, though. Yeah, do not draft Nerlens Noel. And Nerlens Noel, despite Basketball Reference saying he plays power forward, like I'm, um, I'm not taking that bait. That is incorrect. Um, that will not happen. All right, I think, I think that's all the players I got. Did you have anybody else? I think that's it, man. That was Beautiful. a good one. It was a great one. Um, that is, I mean, like we said, kind of a boring free agency. If there's anything you guys want us to talk about uh, around free agency, you got questions about your upcoming leagues, dynasty drafts, rookie stuff. 
Uh, we are going to have a lot of content coming for you, but if you want something specific, just tweet at us. Uh, you can t- tweet at Tyler at Watts. No, not Wattsy. Oh, Tyler we... P. Watts. Look at that. See, I caught you already. You should put the Tyler P. Watts. You should change, oh, keep, the... change it every like three weeks. <laughs> no, man. No one will be able to find me that. Yeah, that's a worse idea than having four fours in, in the name. <laughs> um, so that is Tyler P. Watts, two T's in the Watts, or at me, watch the boxes. Uh, we put this content out for the listeners. And if you got stuff you want to hear, well, that's the stuff we want to put out. So feel free to tweet at us. We are going to have um, summer league stuff, rookie rankings, team previews, uh, and preseason uh, stuff, along with some mock drafts and all the other fun stuff that starts happening as the leagues um, gets closer to starting. And as your drafts start picking up, it is still early in the in the uh, year, but the year has started. And we are excited to be back, so thank you for joining us. And if you like what you're listening to, do us a favor, rate, review us. Um, that really helps, you know, get people uh, to see the podcast or tell people who are interested in fantasy basketball. Uh, pass the word along. And if you really are a degenerate gambler, or even if you're not a degenerate gambler, uh, or if you're really into baseball, I think t- Tyler's probably a millionaire now off of draft.com, uh, scamming everybody because he's good. He's just good at uh, fancy baseball. Go to draft.com, use the promo code boxes, and uh, and get beat by Tyler in, in, in baseball. So, are you, you gonna retire add, soon? You can, Tyler? you can add somebody on there, right? And like actually like playing games with them. Is this is this a thing? I, I think that is true, yes. So this is what I, I really want to do. Okay, I want to get. I want to play some of the listeners in this. Okay, don't, don't do it. So um, if you if you're signed up for Draft.com and you want to play, hit me up. I'll, I'll give you my handle and we can we can do it. And if you think you can take on Tyler, use that promo code boxes and basically you can play your first match for free. Perhaps you could just play use that money, that free money to play Tyler and then beat him and take his money. So. Sign up. Use the promo code boxes. Uh, not a novel really, idea. Yeah, not a novel. It's a very novel idea. Um, we will be back with more uh, beginning of the season content. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Everyone, you enjoy the rest of your summer. Have a good one.